Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Looking for Love and All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a show where three friends from college, but we're in our 30s now, talk to you about anything we like in romance, whether that's books, movies, TV shows, whatever we're feeling. My name's Liz. I'm Danny. I'm Wiggles. And today, on this episode, we're going to talk to you about the book When Life Gives You Vampires by Gloria Duke. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do that, I have to make sure and warn people that we are crass and we talk about the naughty times and we swear a lot. So if you're not into that, that's okay. But maybe, maybe you think about your life because you've been warned. You could have way more fun. I mean, yes, but I mean, no judgment. <laughs> a little judgment. <laughs> Wiggles judgment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is the most scathing. I'm pretty sure that's Danny judgment. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, what have you guys been up to? Talk to me. What have you been like reading or watching or listening to? I have not actually done a ton, but I did go see the song. Uh, fuck. How, how does that title go? The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Oh, yeah. Was it Ooh. any good? Uh, it was fine. That's the best I could say for it. Like, shoot, I wish I could remember the name of the TikToker, but to attribute her with her words. But the way she described it was to a T where she was like, it answered questions I didn't need answered, but left me with questions that I really did. (laughs) I was like, that is so true. When I walked out of the theater, I was like, that is correct. Yeah, like a minor spoiler if you don't want anything spoiled, but like you find out how snow knows about the hole in the fenced in district two right it's like i didn't i figured he just had spies and shit like whatever man he's got fucking jabber jays so what the fuck right so i didn't care i was like okay i didn't need that answered but then like the end of the story just ends with we'll never know and you're like why though (laughs) why why? won't we ever know So, you know, does it compare to the Hunger Games series? Not even remotely. Fair enough. Well, I had a rough week. um, So I spent the entirety of the weekend laying in my bed watching Doctor Who. Did you watch any of the new stuff? Not. Okay. Yes and no. So I watched the 60th anniversary episode that just came out is on Disney Plus of all things. Fuck. Now I got to get Disney Plus again. Son of a bitch. So with David Tennant as the doctor and Donna Noble Mm -hmm. and I was oh and so then I was like I really need to catch up on Doctor Who and so apparently I just decided that I was going to start like in a really fucking random place where I've already seen and so I started with Demon's Run. That is a random place to start. Yep. Yep. So I spent the entirety of the weekend doing that. Although you and I had a lovely trip to Barnes and Noble two weekends ago. We did. I bought the book we read today. Mm-hmm. We uh, found some really beautiful um, copies of classic books that yes. now yes. needed to be mine. I bought Seven Days in June and The Seven Year Slip. I'm looking forward to those. Good thing you told me. We'll change Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like actually for real though <laughs> to be fair they're sitting right there uh yeah but up until recently you didn't have those books it's so true. i'm sneaky that way in that i'm not sneaky <laughs> you could have come but you decided you want to go to the zoo yeah i wanted to go to the zoo it was nice that's true okay 
So since we haven't recorded in two weeks because of Thanksgiving, though this episode's coming out much later than Thanksgiving, I have a bit of a list. I read um, the next two books in the Bonds That Tie series uh, by Jay Bree. A few episodes ago, I had talked about the fact that I read the first three books in the series and um, their Faded Mates, Reverse Harem, uh, Contemporary Paranormal Fantasy and I wasn't sure if they were good or if I just like was addicted to them. And now that I've read books four and five, I think that is the correct assess- assessment because I I don't know. It's just like the writing is getting so repetitive and it's like you should have stopped the series a couple books ago, just wrapped it up. There's one book left and I'm going to read it, but I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I read The Legacy by L. Kennedy, which is the final book in the off-campus series. It's that college hockey romance I've talked about before that I love a lot. And this book is a set of novella epilogues to each of the previous books. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was like four stars. It said what I wanted to do. Like, I mean, yeah. we're not, you know, creating anything crazy here, but it was a good time. Nice. And then I read The, the Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes which I really liked. It's YA mystery thriller. Some people say it's got fantasy. If it does, it hasn't come up yet. (laughs) Like (laughs) there's two more books in the series, but I was like, there has been no fantasy yet. Um, Some people say there's romance and I'm like, eh, I mean, maybe a little bit. There's like, eh, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but no, it's a mystery thriller. It's kind of got like that knives out feel, but not quite as funny. Um, It's about a teenager who inherits this billionaire's entire fortune and she's never met him before and so she has to go live in this house with his family and by house of course mansion giant fucking crazy estate and the grandsons are all kind of around her age and they're all trying to figure out why the hell this old man left all of his money to somebody nobody knows Hmm, i see yeah um i really enjoyed it and there's a blog post out there so if you want to know more on it check out the blog post at wrongdustjackets.com it feels like it might be giving uh, knives out. Yep. That's you would say that because I said that. Yeah. It's literally what when she I said. described the book. What's happening in here? <laughs> I, Lord What's only that? knows. God. For I, the love of the gods, Wiggles. I don't know who I am, where I am, or how you people got in my apartment. That's <laughs> <laughs> the same way we always manage <laughs> to get in here. We, we walk in the back door like weirdos. God damn it. <laughs> I'm trying to catch cats, not humans. You caught us a long time ago. I'm a cat. Oh, that explains things. Yeah. I'm just talking to two random cats. Yeah. yeah. I've created human personalities for. I am uncuddly like a cat sometimes. I mean, I could see it happening, Wiggs. Yeah. In an alternate universe, we're all cats. Wiggles just and wakes up one day and it's like, I'm, I'm going to listen to the podcast and it's just multiple meowing and then wiggles talking to herself like a fucking creeper so that's what i read um in about a two-week span and i need to go on a break i think i've been reading too much to avoid doing anything responsible so i'm not going to have any (laughs) new reads for next week other than audiobooks because i can do productive things while listening to my audiobook i did get some good audiobooks recently i'm really excited for nice I, I may or may not be re-listening re, re listening to It by Stephen King right now. 
Well, at least you're consistent. I mean, I love him so much. <laughs> and I have not listened to it in probably a year and a half. Oh. It's a very long audiobook. It's a very long book. And I love it so much. And the guy who reads it, it does a very good job. I've never read it. I've never watched the movie. And that's where we're going to leave it. I mean, I figure. Yeah. I I mildly am in love with Pennywise. <laughs> that's that's something you maybe need to unpack with the psychologist and not us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bill Skarsgård is really pretty. I mean, all the Skarsgårds are. What is that family drinking? I don't know. Something in the water over there. I don't something. know. There was, there's this I blame whole... you, Liz. <laughs> Why the hell? <laughs> I didn't make them. There's this hilarious... I'm not their mother. <laughs> there's this hilarious photo and basically, it was the guy who plays um, Richie, like the adult guy who plays Richie in the second of the new It movies. Are you talking about Bill Hader? Yes. <laughs> he, so he was talking to Bill Skarsgård and he's like, so how do they do that eye thing? Like, is it is it CGI? And he goes, oh, what this? And he because he just does that. That's not CGI. It's just, he can do that with his eye. Do what? Again, since I haven't watched this. Saying things means nothing. Pennywise's eye is like off to the side. Just the one eye. He can move oh. his eyes independent of one another. Yeah, he can move his eyes independent of one another. And so he just did it to Bill Hader. Just like he was having a conversation. He goes, what this? And it's literally a picture of like Bill just dropped everything and ran the fuck away from him. <laughs> like he, I saw it the other day. He just noped out. And Bill's just like, I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Before we get into the episode, we're going to try something new. And I'm going to ask you to please make sure you follow us out on the socials. Uh, you can find us at Wrong Dust Jackets on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and Pinterest. Or you can go on our Goodreads. Check us out there. Find us on our website at wrongdustjackets.com. Uh, you guys giving us your feedback, your thoughts, your comments. Uh, it really helps us kind of figure out what we want to improve on and what we want to like read and watch next. So new segment. Yeah, I did it. Good job. All right. So let's go ahead and actually get back to talking about the book that we're supposed to be talking about this episode. And first off, let's talk about the author, Gloria Duke. This is her first book because she is actually a award-winning radio writer, TV sitcom writer, and brand creator. Gloria Ketterer is her name. Mm -hmm. She got her pen name of Gloria Duke because that is her parents, Gloria and Duke. Oh, that's that in the book, isn't yeah. it cute? Yeah. You wrote a spicy novel with your dad's name attached. Technically, not that we're all spicy. writing spicy I mean, novels it's not, with our dad's names attached. Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> just, just shush. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. I'm I mean, not wrong. Yes, but that was not a, a uh, criticism of her whatsoever. <laughs> it just like internally my mind went there and of course my mouth had to say it. <laughs> well, yours, I don't think it would work for you, Danny. Uh, knowing your dad's name that would be very confusing yeah sure would (laughs) anyway so that's the author Uh uh-huh yeah i mean i could give you the generic spiel off of her website which is like she likes wine and other things and cats wine and cats don't we all so we're best friends now (laughs) Mm -hmm. what's Mm -hmm. this book uh, about i was so love to tell you uh, so our protagonist, Lily, goes out, gets hammered, comes back, passes out like we all do. 
um, with no underwear on. And it's it's an awkward situation to wake up to when you're wearing jeans and no underpants. So she's like, the fuck? I must have gotten super drunk. She goes and tries to just live her life. And she's like, I really, I want some blood. What's going on here? This is messed up. Maybe I'll just eat some rare hamburger. And that doesn't, the, she can't even get to that because she's just like, things are going weird. I got to figure shit out. So she goes back out into the town. She's like, somebody help me. I don't know what's happening. I got to find my best friend. She finds her best friend. Her best friend's like super into vampires and is like, bitch, you a vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's like, no, you're crazy. And she's like, bitch, you are a vampire. And so then they, like, try to figure out what's happening. Meanwhile, her sire, unwitting sire, uh, is trying to find her and be like, could you just stand still for five seconds so that I could, like, help you? And she's like, nah, bitch, you made me a vampire. Fuck your shit. And he's like, yes, but mostly accidentally, ma'am. And so he's (laughs) trying to help her, but also because he made a vampire in unreasonable circumstances in that he did not get approval from the council they're like we're not gonna allow this so we're gonna fucking kill you we're gonna fucking kill your baby and you know you shouldn't have fucked around and found out because bitch and uh they get into a lot of adventures and shenanigans and sexy times along the way so here we are when life gives you vampires you apparently fall madly in love with them i mean wouldn't you in a week you know wouldn't you <laughs> uh when life gives you vampires you suck them all down Ugh. i regret nothing well, you do that's what you do i don't know life has not given me any vampires i've gotten not a single zero one. percent and uh that's a real damn shame yeah i'm I'm a little bitter about it i didn't get my you know i gandalf never came to get me i i had no reaping i'm i i have no vampires is well, it? I'm running out of the youth, too. So, it, I mean, if a vampire does show up, it's going to have to be like some death becomes her kind of vampire. Because, uh, no, ma'am, I'm not going to be a 40-year-old vampire. Fuck off. I love when death becomes her. <laughs> it's a great movie. <gasps> Another movie Liz has not seen? Yeah, obviously. God damn it, Liz. You should watch it. It's <laughs> fucking funny as shit. It is. Okay. So I was thinking about where to start with this book, and I feel like we have to start with the main issue that Lily has, which is her size, because I don't think we can talk about the rest of this book until we've talked about that. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So the our main character, uh, a factor about her I failed to mention, is that she's plus size. I failed to mention it because it's not really, in my opinion, the most relevant thing, but it is made to be almost its own plot point throughout the entirety of the book. It really does. I, <sighs> to be fair, I think it is supposed to be though, because if you look, yes. if you read the beginning of the book, there is a line that says this book explores negative body image on the path to body positivity with reference to unhealthy dieting. So I think honestly, more than the vampire, more than the romance, that is the plot of the book. Yeah. I'm going to be super honest with you. I don't read forwards. <laughs> ever it was one of it, i just so, go into shit blind so when the audiobook starts it read it read that to me so that was i did try to keep that in mind because if i didn't have that in mind i think i would have become really annoyed i think there are a lot of people who are like are. i think a lot of the negative ratings are mm-hmm. there there's a conversation 
that I think there's room to have in that uh, you don't owe other people acceptance of yourself. Like that, that's an insane thing I think for people to demand of you. Mm-hmm. I think you, you have to work on your own internalized fat phobia, but the, there seems to be this idea that you are fat phobic against the rest of the world if you're just not fully at a point in your life after years and years of people treating you differently because you're fat to not to be to the point where you are like, yes, I'm the sexiest thing on two legs. Like it's, it takes a lot of time to become much more comfortable in your skin. Yes. And I, that is a big plot point in this whole book is that she has to learn because also she's had her entire life of like the most important, one of the most important people in her life, her mother Mm -hmm. is constantly on it. And it, that as much as you don't want that to affect you, it will take a very big mental effect on you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would consider myself relatively well adjusted on that point. Yeah. But there are still times where I'm like, I go fully back into that mindset of like, you're not enough because of this. Yeah. You are mm-hmm. lacking because of this. And, you know. The thing is, it's a fucking top behavior. And I think that anybody who was a fat kid specifically, like, I'm not saying that if you are fat at any other point in your life and people treat you badly, that that's okay or in any anything along those lines. But I am saying that there's a specific mentality that gets ingrained in you because you're still learning about your body mm-hmm. and you're being taught that yours specifically is wrong. Well, and the other thing to take into into consideration is Lily in this book is 25. Mm -hmm. And as a larger curvy, I wish I had curves, stupid fucking square rectangle body. But as a larger woman. You a hot body. No, thanks. Gorgeous. I wasn't fishing. I was just complaining. Oh, I know. I just like. (laughs) I just thought you needed to hear it. Oh, thank you. Um, (laughs) But when I was 25, I, I thought exactly the same things that she thought. Fuck, when I was like 30 I thought the same things she mentions trying Noom I've tried Noom juice cleanses I've tried the whole fucking gambit of shit just like she has so I think sometimes books aren't for everyone and the trauma which is what it is growing up with that Mm -hmm. level of shame and people constantly narrowing you down to one fact about you one fact which is that you are fat or whatever mm-hmm. word you want to use. I know some people don't like the word fat, but as somebody who probably who quote unquote is, I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you haven't grown up with that mindset or, or going through all that, then this trauma probably isn't something that you're you would relate to. It's something you probably would find very annoying. Like why is she saying the same thing over and over and over again? Because it takes years to get past it and accept yourself. Mm -hmm. And you still might never fully get there. Absolutely. It takes years when you've surrounded yourself by people or with people who are going to support you through that. It's even worse if you do not have that support system. Right. Absolutely. Then you're having to like have exclusively mental conversations to bolster yourself because you're not having any external conversations that do that. One of the worst things I hate, I hate this so much. One of the worst things um, that her mother does, I feel like is she constantly is buying her aspirational clothing. Oh, that's fucking shitty. It's so shitty. It drives me nuts because then you're like, Oh, I have to get down to that size because she spent money on this and everything. And it's gorgeous. And it's like, I, it doesn't work. No, Sometimes it doesn't. you can't do that. 
even if you're trying to get down to that size, a size is not dictated by your weight. No. Now no. you might you might weigh more and because of that wear a different size, or you might wear le- weigh less and because of that be a different size. But how your body retains that weight is what affects the size you ultimately wear. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, that's an insane thing to even attempt. <laughs> well, and I think one of the plot points or one of the discussions that I really loved is when Kat, uh, Lily's best friend, who Lily constantly refers to her as, like, this perfect, beautiful, has everything together. Supermodel. Supermodel. Mm-hmm. Except she doesn't have everything together, right? Like, she clearly can't even like use a card reader at one point and Lily has to be like you have to put this the magnetic strip where it says on the picture mm-hmm. she's a very intelligent person she just is not a very logical person so sometimes she loses track of things well not I know we reference D&D all the time but to reference D&D she has a high intelligence not a high wisdom mm-hmm. correct but one of the plot points I loved is Kat actually kind of gets upset with Lily saying like you're cut co- you Lily are constantly referencing your weight but also in a way referencing mine like you've boiled me down to just being a skinny person Mm -hmm. and while pretty privilege is a hundred percent a thing you can't narrow the people that are closest to your life down to that one aspect absolutely especially one that's been as supportive and strong and didn't freak out when you showed up as a vampire yeah. As Kat is. But I think it also really highlights the fact that when you grew up always thinking that your worth was less because you weigh more, mm-hmm. you see everything in that lens. Absolutely. Like yourself, everybody else. But like Lily said in this, she's like, but I see people who are body positive on social media, in the world, and I see them and they're beautiful and I know they're beautiful. I can I can see it and I can agree with it and I can say their curves and everything are gorgeous. But as soon as I try to turn that lens on me, it, I can't do it. And I totally get that. Oh, same. Absolutely. Well, one of my, I mean, when a celebrity speaks, I always take it with a grain of salt, right? But... Emma Thompson is probably one of the few celebrities that I like appreciate all the way around and she hasn't disappointed me yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But but she, after doing to Leo Grand with love, I think it's the full title. She, there's a scene in that movie where she has to like stand in front of a mirror and, and, like just be in her skin. And she talked Mm -hmm. about that later on in an interview. And she's like, the act of doing that especially as a woman is incredibly hard to Mm -hmm. not to not suck it in to not turn to not just your hair just to make yourself a little bit more presentable in your own eyes and it's like that is a woman that has been put on a pedestal as being one of the most beautiful women in the world right Mm -hmm. the idea that you expect plus size women to be able to go the extra mile on that is insane. I I just find it crazy that we have this incredibly high standard where you're not allowed to ever feel less than because if you do, then it's, it's this internalized problem and you're a problem because of it. But everybody else seems to be, it's okay to shit all over people who are plus size Mm-hmm. And that 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 dichotomy drives me absolutely fucking insane. Well, something that I have to fight myself against every day is this idea that one that I have to be pretty. Yeah. I, that's not required of me in my existence, right? I have to fight that. 
And then I have to fight that I'm not pretty enough. (laughs) Yeah, it comes up all the time in in my head. And it's something that like, even with the right people in my life, right, like even with a husband who thinks I'm gorgeous, even with these amazing friends that I have in you two and and just the other people around me, I still think that way all the time. Mm -hmm. It's only been in the last couple of years that I stopped putting makeup, like a full face of makeup on just to run to the grocery store real quick. Mm -hmm. I have never done that but I'm bad at it. So there's a difference. <laughs> well, I'm really going to try, but I'm not, I'm, I've never been good at it, but I, my hair always has to be up. I have to look halfway decent. And again, it's only in the last couple of years that I stopped. Actually, it's since I've had a baby. Yeah. Since childbearing, I, I stopped caring quite as much because I created life. Fuck you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things that I, in, it took a long time for me to be able to like, well, I have to have a cute outfit on to go out, you know, to go out in the world. And now I'm like, hmm, sweatpants. Yeah, that's good. I do love a little bit of a tangent. I do love the fact that athleisure wear is an acceptable form of clothing all of the time now. Because yeah. I'm oh, just like, fuck yeah. Yes. I fucking yes. live for that shit. <laughs> I can't wear it to the office and I wish I could. But I do get around it sometimes by wearing a dress. Yep. With athleisure pants underneath it. Anyway, so back to the book. Not everything is for everyone. Yes. And that's okay. And honestly, I feel like it was actually kind of written in a very realistic way of somebody Mm -hmm. dealing with the trauma of trying to figure out how to not be in that headspace so much. Yeah. Well, and you take her relationship with herself and then you throw like attraction on top of it or like getting attention from whatever gender you want attention from. And that's, oh boy, is that tough. It feels like a trap. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> it is it's taken me so long to trust male attraction because of my personal shit that has happened in my life and like I still sometimes I'm like I'll match with somebody I'll be like oh this is probably a bot (laughs) I'm like this can't this can't be real there's no way that person is uh, attracted to me and then I will talk to them and I'm like oh you're that's why (laughs) (laughs) so when she doesn't trust Tristan right away especially like when they have that meet cute in the restaurant and she's just like are you really talking to me? What do you want from me? What yes. is happening? Yeah, that's no, and I, like, 100% so, real. Totally that way. Getting back to w- why I think some people really have strong reactions to this book. I think there's probably two camps for that. There's one, people who relate to it too much and yeah. do not want to see a reflection. And I'm like, I get it. That sometimes cannot be fun. And people who have no concept of what that life is like. And if you are in that second camp, this is what I would say to you. If you've ever felt insecure about some tiny little part of your body, imagine that being your entire body. Mm -hmm. That's the book. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is it doesn't have to be weight. You know, there's a lot of people that are very insecure about anything. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And that could be your, in this case, weight. Um, Right. Uh, Beauty standards for women are awful. They're stupid. I hate them. Well, you know, uh, this is something that I find frustrating kind of going back to the the dating scene which is a nightmare is that women are held to the standard uh that's insane and impossible to reach in most cases right Mm -hmm. and then you look at these guys who can't even bother to take a goddamn shower 
Ed, and that's supposed to be like you you're not even you're not even close to be on my level. You're subterranean. Like the no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so frustrating because we're taught to accept so little as women in general, but Mm -hmm. then you add on that you are not conventionally attractive in whatever way. And now you're supposed to accept the, the scrapings off the bottom of the barrel. Well, it's like, I literally said this when I walked in today to record, I got here and I was talking to Wiggles and I was like, you know how you hear something in a book and you're like, Oh, what a good man. The bar is so low. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. because I had been listening to it and one of the guys in there he was talking about how his wife had heard the voices down in the in the um, sewers and when she was scared one time she asked what's your name and they answered um, what the what the possessed man said to Jesus which is I am we are legion and it scared the shit out of her he goes he wouldn't she wouldn't go near that sink for two years I'd work at the gas station for 12 hours and have to come home and wash the dishes and I was like but you know he didn't bitch at her about it he was just like, well, all right. And he washed the dishes. I'm like, what a good man. I'm like, the bar is set in the crust of the earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. But our boy Tristan, he he's immediately attracted to, to Lily. I love the fact that when Lily questioned him on it, his response was, what are you talking about? I saw a woman with it was like beautiful red hair and dancing green eyes. Green eyes. Yeah. I was like, sir. <laughs> sir. sir. You so, can notice my freckles anytime. You can notice anything you want about me. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that little piece of food that got on my shirt. Pretend you didn't see that. <laughs> Where I got salsa earlier. <laughs> oh, I want salsa. Sorry. I'm very random right now. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm trying. We're easily distracted. You know what? I can still bring us back from that because you know what happens when they first meet is he tries to buy her chips and salsa together to stay with him longer. Mm-hmm. And she says, no, bitch. But you can buy I've me a margarita. I've played this game before and you're yeah. going to judge me for eating. And uh, so that's how she ends up getting super fucking drunk. She yeah. doesn't eat and she keeps buying the margs. Well, he keeps buying her the margs. And he has like one beer is what she said in that entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he walks her back. Ugh, so gentlemanly mm-hmm. asks to go in or something like that. And she's like, no. He's like, okay, I respect it. And then apparently talks to her with his eyes <laughs> and yeah, bites her. This is this is where all communication breaks down. Yes. <laughs> He's like, in your mind, ma'am, may I bite you? And she's like uh and he's like so yes (laughs) apparently with his influence he can speak it's kind of like speaking telepathically so he can ask for consent Mm -hmm. and apparently it doesn't work on her and he thought he had consent and she didn't he did not so she bites his ear which is a great defense honestly if somebody's like coming at your neck i mean i don't know why and that that position would happen in real life but vampire. if it were to yeah i mean aliens aliens exist now so vampire let's be so real if a vampire comes for me he, yeah take me i'm not yours. fighting no 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 the biting will happen later though <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she bites his ear breaks the skin and runs away Yeah. And he can't follow because he has to be invited into the apartment. You know, I've read a lot of vampire lore and the like tiny couple of drops of blood that she would have gotten from biting his ear. I don't think is enough 
to trigger the transformation? Apparently, it's any exchange of blood in this story. Guess so. You don't know what how much of a chop she got. He heals very quickly. She's also That's lucky true. she turned into a vampire in this universe. Because if you were in the Anne Rice universe, you fully die. You fully shit your pants, get yeah. all fluids, vomited out. Like you're 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 crusty. It is not. Yeah, the Anne Rice. I don't know why we romanticize the Anne Rice world so much. It's gross. Yeah. Um, because they're hot. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they can fuck. Uh, no. They just got full of ennui and live forever and eat people. Right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> in this book, they can fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they can. As we find out yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then she wants up. She wakes up ravenous, wanting a bite of O positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing she doesn't have a reflection. That's where she kind of freaks out the most. Yo, that would be shitty. Oh, God. I'd never be able to tell if my hair was doing something crazy. Right? Well, she also gets the, the lucky card on the, the vampire lore on that one because apparently she gets the this nice little glow up Yeah. Uh, because of it. And so she never has to worry about that shit anymore. And I'm like, can I do that without the living forever part? Yeah, I don't want to live forever. Uh, I would love to just like wake up each day and not have to figure out what's happening with this hair. <laughs> I did really like, though, on the topic of, like, vampire side effects, I liked that she went through the realizations of, like, she's going to live forever. She's going to look the way she looks forever. She can't have kids. She can't go into the sunlight. And it wasn't necessarily, like, oh, my gosh, I'm a vampire now. I'm so strong. Everything's great. It was, like, shit. There's a lot of downsides to this. You took the sunlight from me, you jackass. Right? And I also like that they're... They don't cheat on this one, right? It's you don't get a magic ring that allows you to go out into the sun. Yeah, right. nope. It's, you absolutely cannot. <laughs> You're not. Uh, you don't have true blood. You you got to drink something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and she does make some interesting choices. She's like, I really want to drink blood. I'm gonna hop on the fucking subway. <laughs> Right. I was like, when she got on the subway, I'm like, oh, no, honey, no, that is going to smell (laughs) terrible. And and especially because her her senses are already dialed up. Mm -hmm. They don't fully dial up until she does start drinking blood. But like they definitely dialed up already. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know that I would be able to handle the noise of I've never been on the subway, but I imagine it's not quiet. It's not. I mean, your quietest subway ride, you also have to listen to it going down the tracks. Yeah. You know, but he does find her uh, miraculously on the subway. Oh, he was following her. Don't, don't, don't get that twisted. Okay, fine. (laughs) In her mind, it's like, what's this crazy dude doing holding my elbow? And she's like, he's so so pretty cute. (laughs) Because for some reason, she forgot everything that happened she was blackout drunk that's the reason i don't know that that's the reason though like when it comes back to her it it comes back to her once she has blood and so i almost wonder if the way that she what like she forgets the entire night she remembers going out and she does not remember drinking or anything like that she remembers sitting at the bar with her first margarita so she doesn't even remember that 
Um, she doesn't know for sure that they actually went out. The reason she goes to Kat's house mm. is to discover if because one cat is really terrible and forgets to charge her phone all the time. So she tries to call her and it doesn't ring through. Mm-hmm. So she just shows up at Kat's house. Yeah. And uh, I understand losing time and blacking out, but usually you don't lose time before you start drinking. Right. You know, I, I, I've never blacked out. Unfortunately, I have. And uh, <laughs> it's usually a very specific chunk of time where you go i was not present but my body was (laughs) (laughs) i i am very happy to say that i've never gotten to that point it would it does alarm me on how much alcohol it would take see here's the crazy thing not to fully go on on tangent here the few times i did black out one of them yes i was drinking very excessively but another one i really did not have much and i don't know what happened there one of the biggest factors is, is actually what you're eating. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. fair enough. Because as somebody who's experienced all the things that happens when people get drunk, uh, yeah, if you eat like a big bowl of pasta and then start drinking, you're probably fine. But if you had like, I don't know, a salad or, you know, something that really isn't going to absorb anything, it's not going to take much. Mm-hmm. I will fair say enough. the streak where this was happening to me was when we were living in the cities and I was super poor and not eating very much <laughs> a lot of things happen in the city's wiggles yes a lot of things uh, we lived and that's what's important <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were times though <laughs> we uh, all survived somehow somehow <laughs> survived into our 30s hot damn uh, no one thought we'd make it this far hey i'm in my late 30s oh god i just hurt my own feelers there yeah anyway I'm officially mid thirties. I realized that the other day I was like, I can no longer be, I I could technically be qualified, classified as young thirties, but I'm like solidly mid thirties. And like that transition was like, so you got to get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) My mom hit me with one of those. uh, uh, We were talking about our ancestors and whatnot. And uh, I've got, an ancestor named Mabel. And I was like, that's a really cute name. It is. Um, I was like, I'm surprised no one in the family has carried that name on. Because almost all of our names, except for mine and Brianna's, um, are family names. <laughs> anyway. But isn't your middle name? Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so she was like, well, you know, you could get on making the next Mabel then. And I was like, ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am, put that away. I am officially a geriatric uterus, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You gotta get on your other daughter for that. That is something I learned when I became the knocked up. Mm -hmm. Is that it's it's very early on that you are a geri considered a geriatric pregnancy. Right. I was not, but give it two more years after I had been pregnant and I would have been. Well, nah. I was just like that. That hurts my feelers a little bit. I guess my thought process is entirely selfish here. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't going to use it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Anyway. Back to the book. You guys were all about this Tristan feller, huh? I liked him. I thought he had some moves. He had some smoothness and some awkwardness. And I like a little awkward. <laughs> I think we know this. I like that he was kind of a dork. I was like, Yeah. Just because you're a vampire doesn't make you cool. But he did have some good lines sometimes. I love the fact that he writes historical romances. Yes. yes. I was like, this is amazing. 
Do you think that, like, how easy would it be to get away with that, though, today of writing under a, like, a man writing under a woman's pen name? Wouldn't you, like, dragged for that once they found out? I think that if a a man was going to try and break into this business, they probably would not choose an out and out, like, this is a feminine name. I mean, most, they'd probably pull the same shit that we, that a lot of women pull when they don't want to be on the sexist end of that, where people won't publish you because you're a woman and they just do initials and last name. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, that wouldn't be hard at all or they pick like a gender neutral name that could go either way yeah here's the thing if if a guy wrote a compelling romance that was on par with what women were writing i'd read it i don't give a shit oh hell yeah oh yeah i i've read nicholas sparks it's not the reading a man writing romance like obviously i have no problem with that i was more talking about like a man impersonating a woman and like how that would go over I, I don't think very many women would give a shit. I think, I think if someone's going to have a problem with it, it'd probably be the dude factor. But I could see them giving a shit as if the work he was writing felt pandering. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I for suppose, sure. Yeah. That would that would light my fire. I'd be ready to, like, give him the smoke for sure. Yeah. I, I, mm. I don't have a problem with him writing romance novels. Good for you. Um, there are plenty of men that write really good romance novels. It's there's certain ones where I'm like, you're doing what near my what? Right. You don't know how things work. Right. Yeah. You have to you have to know what you're talking about for sure. Sometimes when I read books that have um, the sexy times in them that are written by man, uh, I have the general question of have you had sex before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it's not how it works. I generally have a problem if anybody, if they say anything about going near my cervix. Please don't. Well, to be fair, a lot of women write about going near the cervix. And they're true. wrong every time. Every Ladies. Don't know. Do better. Don't. Unless it's a monster dick. I, I get that then. You got weird things going on with your monster dick. You got flowers. You got, <laughs> you got tentacles. Right? I, I believe that that dick would find my cervix. But like, but I don't that, want it to. I don't want it to. I don't to. want it to. That's, it's not about want, Liz. It's about plausibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and uh, I, I'm just saying it's uh, too long if it's doing that. Too long. <laughs> it's unhealthy. You need to find a different partner because your your plug is not fitting in that socket. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to find a different partner. You just need assistance from <laughs> toys and other it's true, things. It's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. true. <laughs> nope, I'm not going to say that. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, I think the other thing about Tristan writing romance novels is, historical romance novels, is it wasn't just like a throwaway. Like, his character was kind of revolved around the idea of being a little bit more in the past, having mm-hmm. some older mm-hmm. concepts towards romance. Yeah, I do like, though, that she she says a couple different times that he has some fairly misogynistic views. Um, given how long he's been around, I can understand that a little bit. But he's also willing to learn, which is what I appreciate about him. Mm-hmm. It just takes too long to learn is my problem. The moment where he influenced Kat mm-hmm. to, to... Oh, that 
made me leave furious and go talk to Raven without Lily. Like that is the moment where I stopped liking him. Everything up until that point, I was like, oh, I can get it. I, I can get it right. Like you both have Lily interests and have individual mindsets that need to be overcome so that you guys can be happy and healthy together. That moment I was like, and I no longer like you. Fair enough. That moment infuriated me. I think he comes back from it. He does apologize. But that made me furious because she had already set her boundaries as far as the influence was concerned and everything. And he just smashed through that with pretty much the most important person in her life. Well, and he also decided that he and he did this a lot. He decided what was best and then just did it Mm -hmm. without like consulting Lily and This time, it was when her mom was kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro. Well, and the thing is, he is textbook romance novel guy in that. Mm -hmm. There's constantly this thing of like, don't worry. Shh, I've got this. You don't need to worry your pretty little head. And I'm like, women, write better characters. (laughs) I mean, I get that it's real to life, but goddamn, I want escapism here. Yeah. I think I would have been okay with it if he just would have like come around a little sooner or yeah. didn't have that one big he red didn't really flag have moment. time to come around though. This yeah, this whole no. plot happens in a week, which is also insane. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I could not like commit her- to forever with anyone. No, <laughs> in a week, forever. I'm, yeah, at no. best I can commit to one more week. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a relationship person. I'm sorry. We know. I'm yeah. like, ah, I can spend another night with you. We can have. I got one more in the tank. Date. <laughs> we can have another date. You can stay on your side of the bed where you belong. <laughs> he strikes me as a cuddler. No, I mm, suffocating. <laughs> Sexy times are fine. Then you go to your side of the bed where you belong. <laughs> But what if instead of his body being hot and suffocating, it was cold and kept you like it was like it was always like sleeping on the cool side of the pillow. He still breathes. Doesn't he have to. He's a vampire. You could tell, you could literally tell him, could you not breathe? <laughs> and he would be like, I guess, sure. Yeah. I can't be breathed on. It, it's a thing. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. So Which, you need a vampire. I need something that's not breathy or clingy or touchy, really. Ah, a bob. Battery operated boyfriend. Yeah, I got one. Okay. <laughs> I was like, who is this Bob person? You know, Bob. Even Bam. my cat is too clingy sometimes. She's taken to it. I don't know what it was about this weekend in particular. She needed to sit right between my titties and just stare at me in the face. I wanted to make sure you were still there. And then I have proven that she is completely my cat because I was watching Doctor Who and the theme song came on and I grabbed both sides of her and went, and she just started purring. <laughs> She's like, I'm used to this. This is She's the like, normal. She's like, this is fine. It's, it's Doctor Who. <laughs> You're happy. I'm like, you shouldn't be excited about the fact that I am screaming the parts that the theremin in the Doctor Who theme song do. Because I can't seem to not do that when the Doctor Who theme song comes on. You did it far less obnoxious than I do. <laughs> I think you, I think you know where this goes. Yeah. So I, I won't put the people through this. Okay. <laughs> what vampire universe would you like to live in, and which one would you not for 
a million dollars live in? I would not for a million dollars live in Twilight. Twilight's actually the one I might because it's one of the ones where you can get away with the most sun. Yeah, true. And you can also like avoid the vampires. Like if your thing is, I don't want to be a vampire. There aren't that many of them. That's true. And they're not really recruiting. You just got to stay away from Carlisle when you're sick. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So, and is it that they just sparkle? They don't actually burn up in the sun. They just, yeah, they just are. It's like a beacon that this one's weird. Okay, if I just sparkle, like, I can hide that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, I just buy a lot of land. It's all mine. I feel like Buffy would be a terrible one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the face-shifting thing uh, could be a cool party trick. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> you also lose your soul. You lose your soul. And other demons exist, and they're significantly more powerful than you. You are the lower end of the demon food chain. Right. And there's some blonde bitch out there hunching you down. Yeah. Sometimes she doesn't even let them get out the ground. She's just waiting. She's like, Pah. and can't have so sex in, in Anne Rice. So that's out. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately dead. That one. <laughs> True blood's not bad. Yeah. Except that there's a lot of political turmoil. Yeah. There is a lot of political turmoil, but there but is just like your argument for me with twilight you don't have to be around those bitches. Yeah. There's a lot more vampires, though, in True Blood. That's true. And you just didn't know it until the True Blood came out. They they, they came out of the coffin, is what they say in the show, right? Mm-hmm. So... But you don't have to. The thing is, you don't have to show anybody that you are a vampire. That's true. And if you're a vampire and you've been around enough, you've got enough monies. So order that shit. But yeah. if you're new, you could still be a very poor vampire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know? And they're making a lot of vampires, it seems like. In yeah. Blood. Yeah. Well, towards the end, they've got that whole, like, silo full of yeah. them. And that's just in Louisiana. So. What are the other big ones? Well. I mean, there's classic Dracula. Yeah. Definitely don't want to live no. in that universe. No, because Dracula seems to be the only one. And it, the best that he can do is make you a thrall. And then you're fucking mess. brides are vampires. They're, yeah. they're thralls, though. Like, you, they don't have a ton of free will. Oh, I thought they were actually full vampires. I think they might be. But, like, okay. because he sired them, yeah. they're all, they do his bidding blindly. Also, isn't it in the the Dracula universe that if you kill him, you all did, of his all descendants, of his yeah, descendants yeah, yeah. die, too? So, like. There's a few that are like that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, mm, okay. Poor evolutionary choice on that one. That's the Vampire Diaries is like that. Yeah, well, I was just going to say the Vampire Diaries has some perks because you got witches out here who just grant people rings like crazy so you can walk in the sun and live a normal life. Uh, But then you got to deal with the drama. There is not a corner of that universe that isn't filled with drama. Plus, can you imagine Klaus shows up? No. I mean, hot, but no. I'd be like, (laughs) try to fuck him, that's all. (laughs) Hey, what that thing do? Oh man, he is hot. Ugh, you know that's Caroline's biggest mistake. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think in the originals, the spinoff TV show that's about Klaus, they get back together at some point. But I never watched it, uh, so I couldn't say. I watched the first few seasons. I watched all but the last season of Vampire Diaries, and I was like, "What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> My brain is gone." 
So, you know. I mean, you don't want to be an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter because, like, you're going to get killed with an axe. Mm-hmm. 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 This universe doesn't seem too bad. You can still eat. Oh, yeah. That would be something that would totally suck. Like, yeah. um, what we do in the shadows where it's like if you even eat a scrap of human food, you just projectile vomit everywhere. Yeah. But you know what I do like about what you do in the shadows is seemingly an idiot can survive as a vampire. True. That's so true. I'd be fine, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Turning into a bat would be fun. Bat. Yeah. Bat. <laughs> <laughs> they do have, seem to have a lot more powers in that one. Yeah. 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 But also, you don't seem to like, like, while they have not aged, apparently that does not stop you entirely from aging because my guy, uh, the, the, the grandmaster is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems it's a like skin sack. Get old enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the littlest vampire, they can have kids. Well, yeah. Hotel Transylvania that can have kids as well. Yep. So, Hotel but he doesn't say blah blah blah. That's my favorite line in that entire fucking movie. Is so are all the things about vampires true? Like a stake through the heart? Yeah, but who wouldn't that kill? <laughs> and it was one of those moments where I'm like, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Like that proves nothing decapitation yeah. who wouldn't that kill who yeah, wouldn't that, that kill yeah that's just that's just science <laughs> uh aren't there uh, vampires in your um harrison books uh there are there are and they have like you also can be born vampires and so if you are born you are a living vampire so you still have your full life mm-hmm. until you die, but you have like bloodlust, but not as much, and you still eat human food, and you can go out in the sun, and you have powers, but not as much, and then when you die, you turn into your full vampire self. Oh, loophole. Yeah. I know I, I definitely would wouldn't... That. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a Mercy Thompson's vampire, because you are beholden to uh, certain vampire lords and and also they have this thing where they they actually do make thralls that are just to feed on and so you could just be walking along one day and they'd be like i need i'm hungry come be my slave and you'd be like i guess that's what my life is now so that's that's out entirely that is a problem in The Littlest Vampire. Like, every time they feed that person or cow even turns into a vampire, they can't just feed off people. So how do they eat? They eat off of cows, and then they turn the cows into vampires. So there's just a herd it's of vampire a, cows. It's a kid movie. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, there is. So we far, this one on is seeming the best. Yeah. Well, so... When it comes to this book and its rules about vampires, a lot of it feels very similar to True Blood. There's a hierarchy. Yeah. Um, there is there are very specific rules. There's a, a whole sect of people that have no desire to be out in the world recognized as existing. But they do not have the benefit of True Blood. Um, and so they still have to feed. But, but they don't have to kill you to feed. No, but also 
that something that is very similar to True Blood is there is power in the age of the blood of the vampire you would feed off of. Yeah, right. Um, and so one of the things that happens in the book is that Tristan is very um, pushy. Maybe it sounds too harsh, but he's very adamant that she will be better off if she feeds off of someone. And if she's not willing to feed off of an innocent human then she'd better feed off of him because she needs to get her powers in order to protect herself from this council he's pissed off by creating her. Well, and he's 400 years old. So she's getting, when she eventually does, she gets a nice little power boost. Mm -hmm. Yes, she does. But it's uh, only temporary is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. She does not get to have the life of a 400-year-old vampire just because she's had some of that blood and it wouldn't be a romance novel if there wasn't a, a little catch to that which <laughs> was there's gonna be boning they get lusty busty on it well i love that so he basically is like just so you know if you do this is what's gonna happen and she's like so you're saying that when vampires feed off of each other they can't help a bone and he's like i don't think it i know it and i'm like sir <laughs> I do appreciate, though, that, like, he warns her. It's true. true. He's basically saying that if you consent to feed... He does, I think, actually say it. If you consent to feed to me on me, then you're consenting to something else, too. And he's explaining this while she's sober and not feeding on him so that it's not like he does... Which is a very typical romance novel thing is to kind of trick Mm -hmm. them into it, which... yeah. It doesn't, it's gross, but at the same time, it doesn't usually bother me super bad in romance novels. Again, there's a moment of what you don't want in real life. Sometimes you're fine with in novels and I'm not fine, fine with it, but like there's moments where you're like, "Eh, fine, but I really appreciate the fact that he's like, here's the thing though. If you do that, this is probably going to happen and I want you to be aware now. I'm like, oh, consent is sexy. Well... It's also, especially in like the faded matrope, it seems to happen the the consent asking in the middle of something like, yeah, like the start of boning down or some mm-hmm. sort of like weird. Just so you know that if we go any further, I can't stop. Yes. That yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, bro, you got to ask that when. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Before we got to this point is when that conversation should have happened. Yeah. When we're not. Not on drunk. the precipice of you not being able to stop, <laughs> <Right>. my guy. <laughs> Jesus. Let me just freeze <laughs> while I find a way out of this situation. Freeze while I run away. Yeah. But I also, I, while I appreciate that he told her. I I like that the author knew the character she was writing and knew that that would immediately set off insecurities of, Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't, you're not actually attracted to me. You just feel this obligation towards me. And Mm -hmm. so you, you don't want this. So then I'm, I'm the problem now because I'm forcing this on you because I won't drink from humans, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's been drinking expired blood from a blood bank. Yes. Which is because Cat comes in hot with solutions, right? She yeah, shows yes. up on her doorstep. Cat's like, "Bitch, you a vampire?" And <laughs> she's like, "We got to deal with this." She's like, "I happen to be don- <laughs> to donating my time at a blood bank, so come on, let's go." Yeah, she's like updating their systems or whatever because yeah. she's like a genius computer programmer. 
Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I do really appreciate, because a lot of times in these books and, and these paranormal universes, we skip over uh, basic reality. Mm-hmm. And I love that when Lily, they get to the blood blank and she's about to open a fridge and just like grab a bag. Kat's like, no, you can't have the blood that's supposed to be saving people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> that's not better. <laughs> you don't get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then she checked it to make sure because while she didn't think that um, Lily could get anything, like that nothing mm-hmm. could be transmitted to her, she still like ran the barcodes of the ones that were expired to make sure that, you know, it didn't have hep C or something. Well, and I liked your explanation. You know, yeah, this blood's expired in the sense that we can't do a transfusion with it, but you could probably still eat it. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's like when you Those open mean the fridge things. and the milk says it's expired, but you sniff it and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, I definitely sniff the milk to see if it's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, Kat gets the big old best friend award. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. Like, She's amazing. She did not at, one, at any point go, bitch, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> bitch, she you said, have no okay, reflection. So we've got a new issue on the table. <laughs> We're going to have to deal with this. (laughs) And she's always like pushing Lily back towards Tristan of like, listen, we can't really solve this problem on our own long term. You need to go to the expert. We don't have the information. (laughs) Matchmaking that situation so quick. She's like, by the by, that man was I fucking you all night. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is Kat saw Tristan and Lily having their fucking meet cute at the bar. Mm hmm. And so she's like fucking watching her friend being like, "Mm, this is something. Go for it. I also, you know, as described, I'm just picturing the very enthusiastic thumbs up on the door out. Like, yes, "Yes, get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be you. Like if, say, if Wiggles was walking out the door, Liz and I would be like, get it, girl. And then internally we're like. I'd probably text him and be like, can you drop a pin in your location once you get there so I know <laughs> someone kills you or I know where to send the cops? You guys wouldn't have the chill to just do a thumbs up, though. You would be obnoxious no. as fuck. And oh, I'd yeah. Be no, we'd be you screaming. On the, and... out, on the way out. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Depending on the amount of alcohol, there would be like dry humping the air. There oh, would be like yeah. giant fist pumps. I'd be like, look at those two drunk bitches. <laughs> Uh, that would be hilarious if it worked out and later you're like so those drunk bitches from the bar are you remember how I told you I don't know them (laughs) they're my best friends (laughs) I love them with all my heart and soul they're they're cunts sometimes but I like them I keep them around they're they're fun (laughs) yeah oh no I have a question yeah why is her mother sleeping on her couch for a week we don't know other than the fact that her mom was just like, I'm here now. She just shows up with mm-hmm. an overnight bag and she stays there for over a week. And I was just, I was always a little confused about that. I'm like, but why, but why though? She lives in a studio apartment. Mothers be weird, man. I think it was just a way for us to see even more how controlling mama is. Yeah. Rose, is that her name? Sure. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I I think also uh, that she also needed somebody to be at risk that wasn't Kath. I think that's also part of it. Yeah, probably. But we should talk about Evan. 
Yeah, on the note of side characters, there's Evan. And I have to say, this is where the plot kind of falls apart for me. Because every, not every time, but sometimes, on the rare occasion, when a new vampire is born, a slayer enters the world. And we get a vampire slayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's Evan, her co-worker. Which I get that it would be something that that's already like connected to her. And is supposedly some sort of rival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has bad blood towards her because she fat shamed his best friend back when they were all in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that girl gets fucked. Oh, she does. She's just started like girl. describing her life and how great it's become. And she's got this like lovely husband and like she's just living her her best life. After after the struggle, a lot of the same struggle that Lily has, mm-hmm. and immediately fucked, immediately murdered, just yeah yeah. And that girl is actually Lily's sister-in-law. What? What? Oh yeah, I suppose technically. So, oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, uh, a spoiler, but guess what we've been doing this whole time? Yeah. Uh, Lily's dad is some big megalomaniac. Yep, he's a big rich mogul. And he she he has been providing for her all these years, but he was not married to her mother. They he, he cheated on his wife and everything. But the girl who um is Evan's best friend who gets murked in the subway, um, is actually her sister in law. Which I I don't know. I mean, Kelly exists as a plot device, and that's fine. It made me real sad though when she did die because I was like, she seemed lovely. Yeah. As soon as they said that they found a body in the subway, I was like, it's that Kelly bitch. Yeah, because they brought her up for no reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. As soon as you bring up, as soon as somebody exists in the book for no reason, yeah. I'm like, that's going to matter later. You're going you're gonna to be a red shirt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which- it feels, well, it feels very in line with television writing, too. Yes. We're like, yeah. we're, we're, we have our main characters who are going to keep going along on their adventures, but you're just brought in to die. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely like the difference, theor- like ideally between novels and television. Television, that can happen. It's expected to happen. Mm-hmm. But in books, it's like these people need to have like a reason to mm-hmm. be in the book. It's also super convenient that Evan yeah. would be best friends with this girl. Yes. Yeah. You know, like the since childhood. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing. It's like there's a few elements here where I'm like, this is a little sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought what was going to happen was that Evan was the textbook. Like, I'm trying to hide my feelings. Yeah. That's where I thought it was I going to. Um, and it makes me angry. And so she was going to find out that, like, actually, you being hyper down on yourself caused this bitch. Because that was a lot of what the story was like. Just so you know, your life would be better if you weren't so mean to yourself. Uh, it's like, well, yes and no. <laughs> right. Um, my big issue with Evan is not that he's a vampire slayer, because I kind of like the idea, you know, calling back to Buffy, which she did a lot in the book, of you just waking up and being like, why? Why is my body different? <laughs> What's happening? Yes. But... Somebody explain to me this fucking flaming sword of his. Right? Like, where did that come from? Yeah, I don't get it either. Like, all, all I could picture. It's terrible. All I could picture was the flaming sword from How to Train Your Dragon 2. <laughs> I was th- picturing more uh, video game. Yeah, but, I was going video game. Um, yeah. I, and I guess, like, you don't have to t- spill all of your lore in one book. 
but a little explanation would be nice. Like I, when when she said flaming sword at first, I was envisioning a sword that he oiled and flamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she said that he created an arc of fire and leapt out with it. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> right? right? It's like some magic wand thing yeah. going on. <sighs> also, I will say with these vampires. So is it if they touch fire, they die? Because That's kind of what it seemed like. It, it, it seems like they're extra flammable. Like. I'm like, what? You never go and burn yourself on a candle? The only thing that kind of makes it make sense for me is that maybe the way that it works is that if you don't have a lot of fluid in your body, you're more flammable. I guess. But at one point, Evan just like nicks somebody. Yeah. Literally nicks one of the vampires with a flaming sword and he died. Yeah. It was the bodyguard at at the crypt. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot about that sequence where the math wasn't mathing. That just seems like a very, very bad evolutional trait yeah like i i'd be fucked i burn myself all the fucking time i should not be allowed to have candles you wouldn't if you were one of these vampires they didn't have no flames another reason for me not to be a vampire what were they doing in order to see at night before electricity oh yeah yeah lots of questions here wigs lots Lots of questions lots explain yourself you know And, and maybe we could make the argument that evan's sword is magical fire. Oh, yeah. That's a, a great thing. If one of his powers is to conjure a flame sword, that's some wizardy sorcery shit, and it's cool. Yeah. But you got to explain. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could make the argument that it's magical fire, but they also, like, everything around all the vampires is non-flammable. Here's the, the other thing that I think is interesting. I understand... Lily not freaking out specifically about the flaming sword because she's going to go, I guess that's what the fuck happens when you're a vampire slayer. You get someone gives you a flaming sword and you go stabby, stabby, (laughs) burning, burning, cut, cut, you know, it's like you're Excalibur. You're just like, oh, this is mine now. This is mine now. Right. But like none of the, the none of the other vampires are like surprised that this man is showing up with a flaming sword. They're like. Fuck this! This uh, vampire slayer showed up. Therefore, flaming sword. Um, yeah, they all seemed pretty freaked out by the vampire slayer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but that's because a new vampire has not been made in quite decades, a long time. Is what they said. Yeah. So probably a good portion of them have not seen a vampire slayer in a very, very long time. Very true. This makes me want to read the second book whenever it comes out because it's about a vampire slayer. Just to get all of these answers. It was going to be Kat and Evan. I wish it would be Kat and Evan, especially because it felt like at the end of this book, they were setting up so much for more book. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely one of the things that bothered me about this book is that um, a lot of the characters were a little two-dimensional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Gideon, the the vampire council leader bro. I was like, what? Well, and he's what supposed to have this extra depth because he's in love with Tristan Sire, who died um, and he by fire. Tristan for it. Again. Right. But, like, that's it. That's his whole personality is fuck Tristan yeah and then at the end this is something that really bothered me at the end when Gideon has Tristan and Lily and and he's like all right we're gonna finish what we started before the vampire slayer showed up and ran off we're gonna deal out the punishment for you making this um unregistered vampire and she's like (laughs) Lily is just like no 
you need to evolve and be one with the new world and, and the evolving world. And he's like, you're right. You make some good points. Yeah. <laughs> I was that, like, bro. That yeah, confused right? me. I was a bit, okay. Gave up a little easy there. Yeah. Although he did get a little spooked because she was actually making sense to his like underlings. She's like, do you guys want to live in the sewers? Like gross. And they're like, oh, wait, why do we live down here? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm. Whoops. I'll tell you what. I don't think I could give a rousing speech that would get a bunch of vampires to back down. <laughs> nah, me neither. No. <laughs> nah, son. Yeah, that that was all a little too easy at the end. I was like, oh, yeah. I really wanted an epic battle where he, where Gideon died or something, you know? Yeah. I wanted the blood. I wanted the blood. Why are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Although I will say. Gideon has some some sick burns as far as uh like threatening her, the Lily that was beheaded. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one that one kind of made me He's laugh. He's got stalker down to an art. That's yeah, he true. does. I was like, oh, oh, sir. All right. How did Lily not on the note of that freak out more mm-hmm. when Gideon? Or some one of his underlings broke into her office and like slipped that note into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'd have free. I would have been like, nope, nope, and I need to call Tristan now. Right. Like sometimes Lily's reactions to things. I was just like, she had this mentality that was very much like, I'm going to be a strong, independent woman if it kills me. Yeah. And it's like, but it's going to kill you. But bitch, it's going to kill you. Like sometimes you've got to p- learn how to play your cards. And uh, you have uh, have an ace in the hole that you're pretending isn't there. What the fuck? Yeah. Also, her long rambling conversations with her best friend on the phone in the bathroom at the office. What what the fuck job does she have that she can get away with the shit she pulls? I mean, I realize she works nights, so there's probably not a lot of people there and everything. But like, you just sat in the who? who you don't know who's listening. You're in a public bathroom. What the fuck are you doing? Right. And here's the thing. She's a New Yorker. There's no excuse. No. The other thing that was way too convenient was this whole Evan being like, I'm going to write an expose on vampires. And her being like, no, that's really stupid. And her boss being like, you do it then. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That was just stupid. Yeah. Uh, when, When they handed that to her, I was like, no, that would have never happened because she doesn't want to write it. So even if you give it to her, she's not going to try to do a good job. Well, maybe if she was more ambitious, but this one, no. No. Uh, like, uh, uh, none of that made any fucking sense. And I was just sort of like, also, bitch, you're a vampire. Like, quit your job. Do something else. Well, you still need money just because you're a vampire. Yeah. And she but obviously she's got a sugar daddy in the wings waiting to come on. But you know that strong, independent woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, she's only known him for a week. I'm not handing over my financial situation to somebody I've known for a week. Yeah, but I would have been like, bitch, you killed me. You owe me something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that that's true. You you killed me. Now give me monies. And that dick. <laughs> and the dick. And that dick. <laughs> Yeah, there was just a few uh, plot devices that rubbed me the wrong way. Like Raven being Tristan's ex and having all of the like 
juicy details of like stay away from him he'll be uh, misogynistic and overbearing to you and he was in love with somebody although she was wrong she was wrong yeah she was like, he writes all these romance novels to revisit or rewrite his past. Well, the, the, okay, so here's, here's an aspect of the blood drinking that we haven't talked about is that you get to see little glimpses uh, of the other person's life, um, which seems to be very convenient in what it chooses to show. I know. I was super confused why it only showed, is it Marina, Marina? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, why wouldn't it show something like what he had for breakfast three days ago? <laughs> right? Like there's no reason it should specifically go to this girl that sired him and uh, he was said she died like that. You could make the um, argument and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Cause I'm totally on your side on that one. You could make the argument that maybe it, it sticks to emotional. Sure. Memories. Um, I, I could get that. But I you, you know what? You know what? Memories don't get conjured up when uh, I'm doing the do. Dead relatives. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. don't. They don't come to mind. It's crazy. Well, I was more con- confused why uh, Marina kept coming up, um, but Lily didn't. Like, she, she got all these memories of one specific person mm-hmm. and not Tristan's, like, most recent yeah. emotional yeah situation oh you you don't mean lily you mean raven no 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 i meant lily i i I meant like Like, why isn't anything emotional coming up about lily when Mm. she's drinking as opposed to something that happened 300 years ago right shouldn't that be his like current primary focus unless i mean unless the whole thought process here is he is currently thinking of marina because of how much he's freaked out about siring lily but still again still, convenient very yeah. and very convenient of what it chooses to show you right yeah. right like it doesn't ever show her her turning him which you think it would yeah right? he, he thinks of that moment as her saving him right mm-hmm. like that would be a huge traumatic uh, situation it, it doesn't show him like ever interacting with her in a way that would imply that it's not romantic right yeah convenient I'm just saying this blood uh, be doing some weird conversations. <laughs> uh, I also don't totally love that Tristan doesn't own up to what Lily's blood told him. Yeah. Mm-mm. I want to know them secrets. <laughs> yeah, we don't really know how that works. Is it anybody you drink you get the blood from? Or is right? it because like they already share blood? Well, on that on that same note, like... I don't know if you guys felt this, but I wanted Tristan to at some point feed off of her. Yeah. Like, yeah. while she's a vampire now. Yeah. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it felt like it needed to happen and then it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted that, too. I was like, ooh, yeah, let's do let's do a uh, consensual blood exchange then. Yes. What happens if you drink each other's blood at the same time? <laughs> I got questions. <laughs> no answers. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All I can think of now is you're like, why didn't it show him like eating breakfast three days ago? Because nobody likes waffles. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of people that like waffles. I don't, though. But what did you guys think of the picnic? I liked the picnic. It was cute. I think the picnic itself was cute. But I do think it was a really good moment for Lily to be like, wait a minute. I can eat and I not feel ashamed by it. It's like she because she had already been struggling with the fact that she was going to be the same size for the rest of her life. And then she kind of did the flip in reverse of, 
oh wait i'm gonna be the same size for my entire life mm-hmm. i can eat whatever the fuck i want now i never get bigger i never get bigger and i appreciate that moment because you would have those moments where you're like oh wait there is an upside to this of i can eat all i want now i don't have to do the stupid binge diety fad diety bullshit that she's been doing my question and uh it stands unanswered by this book is do you still get bloated though Mm. i would imagine no yeah i would imagine if you don't get any of the effects of the food well it's gotta come out who says still gotta take shit i mean it does have to come out it's gotta come out somehow you can't all stay in there that would be the one thing that would stop me from literally eating all of the things is I'd be like, Ugh. would I be lactose intolerant anymore? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, think so, so either. Would you no longer have food allergies? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. What because if you, you had the blood of somebody who had a peanut allergy, and then you ate peanuts? Get things from the blood, though. They don't. Yeah, they don't get like traits from the blood of the people that they consume. And but I think also you could argue that maybe you still do have whatever allergies or such. Etc. that you have but you heal so fast that it mm. never mm-hmm. affects you mm-hmm. also true you may be get you may get bloated but also you heal so fast mm. so it's like a self-deflating balloon yeah <laughs> i like it so much ice cream for danny <laughs> i'd be eating that cheese man i'd be like cheese and crackers all day long yeah I... i'd probably be more on the cheese i don't actually crave ice cream that much when i do i'm like well fucking danny's getting ice cream because she it's the first time she's wanted it in like six months i do crave ice cream but... so here here's another little gripey gripey poo i got about this whole book okay situation is that she's she goes in after they do the do Right? Mm -hmm. She sees he's got all of his books lined up in a row. And she's like, I gotta flip through these bitches and see if that Mariana bitch is in here. God damn it, she is. And so she like goes through all of them and just leaves them scattered on the floor. And that man walks in and makes no remark. Can you imagine someone coming into your house, rifling through your bookshelf, throwing shit around? And I don't murder them? Right. <laughs> yeah, no. When she said she was dropping them on the floor, I'm like, just put them back on the shelf. Right? Like, yeah, that, that was just confusing. some common decency. What is wrong with this woman? Mm-mm. She can't come to my house. No. no. Not invited in. No. On the note, because we're talking about the sexy times, or at least the post sexy times yeah we should talk about the sexy times we should talk about the sexy times yeah they were fine it was fine (laughs) it was fine there we said it i expected more i did too i I expected a little bit hate sexy oh i wanted some hate sexy hate sexy would have been fabulous in there yeah especially the second time Mm mm-hmm when oh, she was mad, so at him, mad at him yes. and she's like, fine, we're going to do this just so that I can get the strength from your blood. And I understand that it's going to lead to fucking, but fine. Yes. Well, like, I he was, was mad at her. Yeah. Yes. 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 Like, so yes. Hate fuck. Why was it so vanilla? Yeah. I don't know. I, I did want more. I did want more. It felt also like it was over very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Like it, uh, also, you can't tell me he didn't learn some shit from Raven. You can't tell me he didn't learn some shit over 400 years. Yeah, but Raven. That's part of the appeal. I wanted Raven. Is a guy I'm who's had enough time to figure his shit out. I mean, I guess he got her off. Whatever. Well, 
uh, to Danny's point, Raven is described as a goth sweat dream. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very dominatrix looking, I feel like. It's, at least that's what I was picturing. Yeah, same. Which doesn't necessarily mean that just because she looks like that, she acts like that. Oh, yeah. No. But everything in this book is telling me that she's got she's got something. She's got skills up in there. And I was like, you didn't learn anything from that woman? That woman's a dom. I'm going to just say it. Oh, yeah. Uh, she has to be. Mm-hmm. 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 She's so pretty and so nice. <laughs> like, she's that bitchy person that, like, you realize is nice underneath. And you're like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about you. But you can't tell them that they're nice. No. no, 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 no. That upsets them. You cannot go up to a Spike teddy bear and be like, you're a teddy bear. No, 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 no. They're only Spike. It's <laughs> uh, just how it is. Yeah. I she mean, immediately Raven is on Lily's side. Mm-hmm. Not immediately, but like as soon as the incident at the crypt is over, mm-hmm. Raven's just like, all right, you talked the vampire slayer down. We're good. Cool. You're, mm-hmm. We're good peeps now. Mm-hmm. Raven strikes me as the type of person that if you take care of her people, you become one of her people. Yep. Yeah. Lily very much did. She was pissed when she realized that Lily had invited Evan and she didn't know to the showdown, which is just a terrible idea. That whole situation was so convoluted and just, I was just like, this is so soap opery. Like. Fuck off. When she said, I'm going to invite Evan, I was like, that's that's just a, that's bad, a bad idea, idea waiting to happen. Well, I did write this in one of my notes that Lily acts like the dumb blonde in a horror movie. And then very shortly after, I read in the book where she goes, am I the dumb blonde in a horror movie? And I'm Correct. like, yes, bitch, yes, you, are. You, are. you are. You are. You fucking are. Yeah. I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. You know I realize, given that it's only been a week, she has not had a lot of time to like actually sit down and learn logistics of bullshit and stuff, but no excuse. Well, honestly, though, there's a little bit of a conflict there, right? So this whole book takes over, takes the time over a week. But Tristan says that Gideon likes to draw things out. Yeah. And yet he he let her live only a week before he kidnapped her mother and and said, show up here so I can murder you. Right. Once again, to play devil's advocate, her mom might have been about to leave. Yeah, he but is being to have... stalkery, so he probably knew that, and that's why. I'm not again not saying that's the reason why, but that could be a reason why. I guess maybe I'm a little too biased, or you know, I got some preset ideas here about ancient vampires. But if this bro is like 500 years old, I'm assuming minimum, because mm-hmm. he seems like he's older than Tristan. Well, you'd have to be. Right, the- theoretically. Well, mm-hmm. if if his sire was his lover, if Tristan's sire was Gideon's lover, I just realized how fucking unclear that was. Uh, then they have to have at least been together for a little while would, before yeah. she was able to turn him. He also then wouldn't be holding a grudge for four hundred fucking years right. for something that was clearly not Tristan's fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in my brain, I'm like. 500 plus year old vampire he can get from he, from new york city to cherry hill <laughs> well no he's got all the time in the world yeah. dragging mm-hmm. something out for him is like decades yeah right. so on the note of lily's bad decisions mm-hmm. uh yeah. i i i'm gonna have to call you out danny i'm sorry uh there there's a little bit of danny flavoring in her personality and uh it is it is here only there's a little something about me i don't like <laughs> don't much like doing what people tell me to do not tristan not raven and apparently not even me <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. That's all. It feels great to be called out as somebody who gets called out all the time. <laughs> Rude. Wiggles, that was emotionally damaging. Um, you might have hit the mark there. Um, what a whore. <laughs> Lily or Wiggles? Or the author. Oh, I'm not going to call the author that. She's a real person, and I lovingly call Wiggles a whore frequently, so... <laughs> Both her and Lily. It is yeah. Tuesday, Wigs. Uh, it is our day. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'd be a, out in the streets. Deep cut there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for those who have no idea what that meant. Yeah. No. I, I, I feel like you think I'm argumentative. So then. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Bunch of scally wigs. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I want to briefly take us back to the sexy time, um, because what I think is really interesting is that in order for her to, to get up the gumption to have sex with him, she decides that she wants to drink his blood so that she has the excuse of not being in her own control. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that if a lot of women were honest with themselves is relatable. Yeah. Um, this thing yeah. of like, I don't have, I don't want to feel self-conscious in this moment. So if I can just shut off the part of my brain that says all of the mean things to me, mm-hmm. that would be so awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. It'd be fabulous. That's what alcohol is for. Yeah. Not really. Don't. Yeah. No. Nope. Don't take mm-hmm. that statement to mean that, but also like that's what people use alcohol for. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's definitely using his blood as like, her fourth margarita you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i wonder if the 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 problem i sort of had with it is that then of course the next time they have sex she drinks his blood yada 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 and then it's like okay well is that eventually just going to be a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. like i was i know that they haven't been together very long and so that's the other part of it but like are you ever going to allow yourself vulnerability there yeah which she does at the very end. So mm-hmm. Yes. She does. It does come around. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just I thought that was the interesting. Thing, the same thing when they got to the second time of the, the drinking and fucking. I'm like, but girl, you can't rely on that every time you fuck him. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just a coping mechanism. Like, that. that's unhealthy, too. Yeah. While we're on the topic of sexy time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I also gotta know would you i i find that i do not find the ice cold dick appealing not at all like, i feel like i mean technically she has an ice cold kitty cat um so yeah. maybe you wouldn't notice that much uh-huh. but it still weirds me out yeah i don't think it weirds me out so much it's just like a different sensation right yeah it's like eating hot and cold food at the same time. I don't like doing that either. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you with that then. Yeah, no. Uh, but isn't that why people have glass dildos? So that they can change glass? the temperature? Uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I would not trust something that could break. There's it's, tempered glass ones. That yeah, are... it's not It's not like it's hollow on the inside. And if you squeeze your hoo-ha too hard, ah! it's like a light bulb. <laughs> It's give me the goose. It's a full say, piece just, of glass. I just clenched like a kegel. I was like, oh dear God. <laughs> it's one solid piece. Yes, it's one solid piece I... of glass. Get your rocks off however you want. I will <laughs> just... not be no. <laughs> Here's the other Okay, 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 okay. Fine, 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 Liz. I'm not saying I'm an expert in this. I'm just saying these are things that happen. Okay, Liz, okay. Okay. But here's the thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you drop it one time and it gets a little chip in it. I... And you don't know because it's small enough that you can't see it. And scrape. <laughs> Both I of you don't. are hurting my hoo-ha. <laughs> I don't have the explanations on the, the care and maintenance of your toys. Why not? Why not, huh? Why because not? I don't own one and I can't fucking tell you how to take care of it. I haven't researched it. I don't have the little pamphlet that I assume it comes with one when you buy it. It probably doesn't. They probably assume they probably assume that if you're getting that, you know what you know what you're gonna you know do with it. Doing. Yeah, you both are scaring my sacred place. Good. My Good. cave of wonders. God damn it! <laughs> For fuck's sake! The claw. The claw decides who will stay. Anyway. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying, if Disney didn't want us to make sex jokes about them, they would be more careful with the things they put in those movies. It's true. Couldn't you warm it up, though? Like, I understand that... Put it in the microwave? It's dick? No. Uh, But I mean, like, I understand that their body doesn't generate heat, necessarily. At least not to the extent ours does. But does it retain heat? Yeah, fuck. I mean, if that's what your concern is. (laughs) You know? I'm going to need you to go, like... Yeah, put that heat pad right on your junk. It ain't going to kill any sperm, so you'll be fine. Oh, no. (laughs) I would like to point out that you brought this topic to the table. Well, okay, so following up with your question, with another question. Okay. Perhaps a hot shower? Yeah, that's an option. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I'm just getting visions of him sitting with a heating pad on his dick until he's like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm just saying, maybe interspecies fucking is a, with a cold ass dick in for me. So check off vampires. Uh, but <laughs> don't you fucking take all the vampires away from her? No, nay nay. No. <laughs> You're getting too spicy over there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fantasy over. Um, okay, okay, okay. Wait, what? Are you having a little mental situation? I will always love Angel. Doesn't it feel like Tristan is a little bit based on Angel? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Glad um, different hair, uh, but basically the same character. Yeah. Only he doesn't lose his soul. Yay! That we know of. There's a lot of things in here we don't know about. Right? Yeah. Spoilers. I've never seen Buffy. If you are a vampire, Literally, you Danny, lose your soul. Whose fault is that? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the original movie, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That is a totally different vibe. The same. But yeah. There's Nay-nay. a really funny moment in it where, because one of the guys that gets turned is drunk. Yeah. And mm. he's like, where is she? The master wants her. And Uncle Sam wants you. And it makes me laugh every single time. Because <laughs> he's just fucking wasted. Okay. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that movie since like fucking high school or college. Not me either been a been a time well while we're talking about lily and tristan and their potential sex life with his, his cold junk <laughs> uh we can talk about their happily ever after so after gideon uh says you know what you guys can live tristan is like you know i respect you now i finally understand <laughs> that i gotta like <laughs> clean up my act <laughs> clean up my act and, and listen to you and you say boundaries so i'm gonna leave you alone and she's like no 
She's Don't. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what I said. It is what I said, but it's not what I said. Okay. Yeah. I still want that dick. Come back. So. <laughs> Baby, come back. Baby, come back. So eventually she talks to Kat, figures it out, does a grand gesture. I love the conversation with Kat, by the way, because Kat's like, well, what? But what happened? And she's like, I've been telling him to fuck the fuck off this entire time. And he did. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. It's crazy how that turned out. Crazy how you no know one, you did what you asked. No one could predict that outcome. <laughs> um, yeah. So Lily goes to him and is like, I love you. And in my brain, I'm like, how? Mm-mm. It's been you don't week. know this man? No. You guys have been on one date. Yeah. Well, the meet cute, which that actually was cute. And then the, the rooftop picnic, not even rooftop, top of the Empire State Building, right? Yeah, they yeah. were in the observation deck. Mm-hmm. On top of the observation deck? I don't Listen, it, whatever. I've never been to the Empire State Building, so I don't even know what to picture. Uh, I mean, I can picture the Empire State Building. I'm not, I haven't been living under no, a rock. No, 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 no. You're, but you're I haven't, I can't, I don't know what the observation deck or anything looks like. It's, it's just a balcony with a clear glass border. Oh, okay. That's it. That explains why things, I was like, my internal thought was, how did they get in? They just sort of, <laughs> bloop, hopped in. Well, now that I know it's just a balcony. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. The point stands. My guy uh, has only like taken you and we'll we'll be generous and call it two dates and has had two uh, do the do times with you and Uh you're in love. Yeah, that's that's a bit love. Mm. I think we maybe go with, hey, maybe not. Fuck the fuck off. Let's hang. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give this a shot. let's, Let's give this a little exploration more. Maybe maybe I like. You a little. You got you got some things I like. A cold ass dick. <laughs> like a cold ass dick. And a cold ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it yield? You know? Is he cheeked up? Yeah. We don't know. You know why we don't know? Because the sex scenes are too short. <laughs> so on that note, I guess I'm going to take us to them ratings. I know we typically start with the spice, and that's where we're coming from. So, ladies, spice rating. This one was hard for me because, like, I want to give it a 1.5, honestly. Mm. I was going to give it a 1 and call it generous. Yeah. I mean, I would have to give it at least a 1.5 because we've given way less a 1. You make a good point. 1.5. Yeah. I guess I just couldn't give it a 2 because when I think of a 2, I keep always trying to reference back to the Viscount who loved me. And while there is one sex scene, it is a very good sex scene. It's a very good sex scene. And we gave that more than a 2, didn't we? I thought the spice was only 2 in that, but I don't remember. Uh, it was so long ago. Yeah, I don't remember either. It was a time. I'm going to say 1.5. Seems like we got a 1.5 house up in here. What about romance? <laughs> Don't give me that look. Give the viewers the look with the words. <laughs> I, uh, Danny, what do you think? I'm going to give it a 2.5 solely on the fact that the observation deck picnic is cute. I was going to give it a 2. It's They don't do that much yeah, romantic I think wise. I'm going to stick with the 2. I think I'm also going to go with a 2. I... I wanted to like them more. And I think that if there was, if they were a continuing series like Mercy Thompson, where like we get to know them more and more and more, um, like if you've read those books, you know, you don't start out with the main couple being like the couple. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, 
then I think I, I would I would be intrigued to know where they go from here. Mm-hmm. But because this isn't a serial and this is a one time too. Yeah. Yep. What about overall? Mm. Yes. I landed at three three. Almost a three point five, but I couldn't quite get there. There were things about it that I liked. There were things about it that I didn't like. But it also I got I got done with this in a very short amount of time and not necessarily because I was steaming through it and needed to know what happened next. I just sort of was like, okay. And so it had all the nutritional value of candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also gave it a three. I really wanted to like it. I liked the first half of it. Mm-hmm. Or like the you know, like the first third mm-hmm. to first half. And then the the plot started to get a little convoluted or just a little like convenient, as you've said. And the ending just it didn't give me the warm and fuzzies mm-hmm. and the sex scenes. God damn it. You build up this whole like, I'm going to bite you mm-hmm. and we have mm-hmm. to like, then we're going to be all into each other. And then I did get it. I also gave it a three. Um, I didn't necessarily love them as a romance couple. The sex scenes left you wanting. Left me wanting a lot. I am a spicy, spicy person and we all know this, but they left me wanting a lot. Um, But I did really like the emotional journey Mm -hmm. that she took us on with her like body discovery and everything. I Mm -hmm. thought that was very well and very realistically written. So I did appreciate Mm -hmm. that. I agree. Yeah. And that's the hard balance that I'm trying to weigh here when I'm reading it is that you didn't really deliver me what I want out of a romance novel not what I came here for but you delivered me some good stuff right, right. so it's very, that's where I end up in the middle because I I, I can't I agree with you it's yeah like writing two different books at the same time that's actually a really good description yeah yeah all right <laughs> so a recommendation time oh if you like this book what do you read slash watch slash consume slash eat eat i don't know i will do mine first do it um so that it's not a vampire romance it's not even really it's much spicier much spicier um (laughs) it's a danny racket better be Mm. (laughs) yeah so there is a series of books called the uh, Grayback um, Shifter Romance series. Mm-hmm. It is, so the first book is called Bad Bear. It's by um, T.S. Joyce. So it is essentially, it's a series of books about um, a group of grizzly shifters that are lumberjacks in the wood, woods um, and they're new partners and everything but all of their partners have something that like they kind of need to overcome about themselves and everything like that so that's kind of where I'm getting the the thought process they are very much more spicy um also they are all super connected because they all live in the same they basically made themselves like a trailer park just to themselves but very tidy and well-made because they're lumberjack men and I do I need to say again that they're lumberjack bears (laughs) No, say it to me one more time. <laughs> Lumberjack bears. Yes, that's yep. the stuff. Yep. <laughs> I will recommend Don't Hex and Drive by Juliet Cross. We talk about Juliet Cross and this series, the Stasel series, a lot. Um, I love it. <laughs> uh, Isadora, the main female character in that, 
it doesn't have the body positivity to overcome, but she does overcome um, severe social anxiety. Uh, and also she hates driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Devraj, the vampire man, it has a lot of like the traditional vampire things to him. But the spice is very nice. It has got the wall sex energy. Very good wall sex energy. Oh, I'm going to need to read that one. Yeah, I told you to read it. I, I, I have a lot to read. I'm sorry. It's yeah. got audiobook daddy. The whole series has yes. audiobook daddy. I yeah. do love audiobook daddy. I have now described to my mother about audiobook daddy. And, and Danny, Danny, Danny. The book after, way more wall sex energy. I got all of the books on Cyber Monday for the Audible thing because they were like five bucks a pop. And I was like, bye, 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 bye. I will need to know your thoughts when you get to book five. I will give them to you. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So my recommendation uh, is The Discovery of Witches, uh, which has features Matthew de Clermont. Uh, from the de Clermont vampire clan. Mm-hmm. Uh, way higher stakes in that that series. Like it's not the it's not just a couple that could die. It's literally like a war against vampires, witches, and demons. There, you can go if you don't want to read the books. You can definitely watch the television series. It's actually pretty faithful, in my opinion, which is rare to say for a television series. Sure. But the books are really fun, in my opinion, to read. They're high adventure like this, where it's almost more adventure than it is sexy time or romance. I mean, the the, the romance features at the center of it, but um, the the adventure they go on trying to like keep their little Romeo and Juliet thing going um, is is the appeal for sure. And in the second book, they go back to Elizabethan England and you can meet Shakespeare and Brando. So there you go. I have that book. It's sitting on my shelf and I look at it and I go, why you're so thick? I can't start a book that that's big. <laughs> I So one of my favorite things to do at, around Christmas time is... I do not play Candy Crush like ever, I, uh-huh. but specifically at Christmas time when it's really dark very early and I've got, usually I have more vacation time around that time, right? I will get Candy Crush, I'll download it again, and then I will get all the audiobooks and I will play <laughs> Candy Crush. <laughs> and so I burned through that entire series in, in like a few days. Jesus. Yeah. It was fun. It was just like... Oh my god! Do do do. Ten out of ten recommendation for for a good life. So yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. I'm gonna say again, please follow us out there on the socials. Uh, if you liked this episode, you can find us at Wrong Dust Jackets on a TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, and check us out on Goodreads. Check our website out at wrongdustjackets.com. We have a new blog going. So there are uh, book reviews that don't make it into the episode um, or don't have an episode of their own. So please check all of that out. Let us know your thoughts. Send us your ideas, your recommendations. We'd love to hear from you. My name's Liz. I'm Danny. I'm still Wiggles. Goodbye. Bye Bye now. (laughs) 